0: Hello and welcome to the Good Fight Podcast. This is episode four. And uh, I'm Brian Holm. And normally my friend and partner, Denver Ekman, would introduce himself, but I'm here recording most of this session by myself today. Just got back from uh, Cedar City, Utah from dropping Denver off at Southern Utah University and helping him. I was honored to be uh, asked to go along with him and his parents to help get him settled in there to his his dorm room and uh, get ready for the the year at Southern Utah University. So it's very exciting uh, to have him be there as a political science major and to be able to see what a beautiful setting it is and what a nice place it seems to be and trust that God will really use that place uh, in his life and use him in the life of the students there and the university. So we wish him uh, well and... I hope that he'll be able to add some of his comments as he's the one that's responsible for kind of doing the final editing and getting it ready for uh, posting on the various uh, podcast sites. So we'll look forward to hearing from him, hopefully, at uh, perhaps at the end or uh, someplace in the middle. So uh, as we recap what's gone on the last couple of, uh, of uh, sessions, we've talked, spent two sessions talking about the California recall, and the first one was uh, why we feel like the recall is justified, why we feel like it's a justifiable thing that uh, Governor Newsom be recalled. And that's not something that we take lightly or that we should do just because we don't like somebody's politics. Uh, And then our last session was uh, uh, explaining our recommendation that uh, Larry Elder be the one to take Governor Newsom's place. Uh, We know it's gaining national uh, and uh, certainly statewide attention this recall and feel like it's very important for the, for the state and the country and uh, as uh, the U.S. continues to have so much influence around the world for the world also. So we uh, encourage those of you that uh, I guess especially that uh, feel as we do to make sure you get your vote in, get your ballot uh, dropped off at a secure location and, and really anyone that feels uh, passionate about that. It's our, our right and our responsibility to uh, not just vote, to be uh, to be an informed voter, and that's what we're trying to do here. So our session for this week, uh, this week's topic is the main thing. And we hear a lot about keeping the main thing, the main thing, so uh, before we go too much more into delving into some of the different topics that we really want to explore, we think it's important uh, to explain to you um, why we, um, or feel so passionate that this main thing be the main thing. And I'm <laughs> and you'll find out what we refer to that um, uh, in just a second. But uh, it really is um, uh, foundational to who we are and to what we do. And so we talk a lot about American history, about politics, about reclaiming, reviving, renewing the culture, uh, et cetera. But we just want to make sure, uh, and, and we want to remind ourselves, and we don't mind you reminding us, um, that uh, to always make sure that we uh, keep clear what is the main thing. So stay tuned and we'll get into it in just a
1: second. Well, thank you, Brian, for introducing. Uh, This is Denver Ekman. And um, as Brian talked about, uh, he was uh, able to come up and help me move into my uh, new apartment here in Cedar City as I study uh, political science going to Southern Utah University. So actually I'm recording this right after orientation um, so that was enjoyable, and uh, it was also nice to have Brian here for a while to have him see the campus and uh, have him help me get settled in, and so I'm very grateful for that time uh, that we had together. So, and now this podcast, uh, this one, or what we're calling the main thing, as Brian said, um, is one that we've talked about uh, quite a bit and we're excited for, and obviously as Brian has pre-recorded this, I listened um, to it before I'm recording uh, this right now, and um i really like what uh, he has to say exactly and i'm i'm happy to contribute to that uh, as much as i can Um, but uh, stay tuned this is a really good thing and obviously i know brian would agree that um, since we're calling it the main thing we truly do believe it is the main thing and we try to make that um, very predominant in our life and have and that's what guides us and so i know we keep (laughs) saying oh This is the main thing, and we haven't exactly quite said what the main thing is, and I think Brian's going to get into it right after this segment, so stay tuned.
0: So, what is the main thing? Here it is. It's the Christian gospel, so the gospel is the main thing. So what we want to explain today, and in, in this session, is uh, is is kind of what is that gospel all about? And, uh, and and in a nutshell, it's that Christ came into the world to save sinners. And uh, I'll kind of break it down a little bit for you in this particular segment about about what is the gospel. But uh, whether you're a Christian believer or, or and or a Christ follower or not, I, I think it's important that everyone especially in our uh, in our culture in our country know what it means when we refer to the christian gospel and that word gospel uh, just means good news in the original language so uh, there's so much that could be said and all this can be expanded upon but just to to uh, to to try to give it in a nutshell uh, here it is and i kind of use the outline of an old uh, track put out by uh, campus crusade now called crew Uh, about the four spiritual laws. So here's kind of what the Christian gospel uh, means. First of all, that that God is our creator and that among his other character qualities or personality qualities or attributes, he is both loving, but he's also holy. And so those two things uh, seem to to create a tension for us. uh, But yet as we go throughout this, we can see how uh, with God being perfectly loving and perfectly holy, uh, how Christ came to bridge that gap. So, secondly, it's relatively easy to uh, begin to grasp and appreciate the loving part of that, but His holiness means that when we as humans do things that violate His perfect standard, that we become separated from Him and from, from His love. Now, He doesn't mean that He stops loving us, but Uh, The Old Testament in the Bible makes it very clear that uh, and been very early in that that God can't look on sin. He literally hates it. Uh, And that puts us in a real pickle because uh, in Romans, it clearly tells us that all of us have sinned and we continually fall short of his perfect standard. So in other words, like it or not, we're all sinners. And to make matters worse, uh, God tells us that the wages of sin or the 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 consequences of sin uh is is death eternally and that without the shedding of blood there can't be any forgiveness of sin so uh now that paints a pretty bleak picture that uh, we're all sinners so what what do we do about that we have a holy perfect God that tell that tells us that we are sinners by uh by 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 guilt and that we uh, that the wages of that is death. And so what does he do with that? So as bleak as it is, uh, even the best and, and, and most moral looking person carries a huge burden of their unforgiven sin. So a lot of people stop there and believe that following Christ is all bad news without waiting to hear and embrace the good news. And so they go off in all kinds of different directions, either trying to hide it or to try to keep doing good things to, to make that think that their behavior will be good enough to, to please God and to, to compensate for their sin. But the, the good news, and here's the gospel part, uh, is that the, the good news is that while no one can do anything to earn forgiveness for their sin, that God loved us so much that he sent his perfect son, Jesus, to die on the cross so that anyone who believes in him and accepts it receives his forgiveness and eternal life. Now, if that sounds a little bit familiar, it's because that's basically a paraphrase of John 3.16, which is familiar to a lot of people, both who would claim to be Christ's followers and not. But because Jesus was the perfect Son of God, He didn't have any sin to forgive. And so that His sacrifice on the cross was the blood that could forgive all of our sin, and that that God uh, accepted Christ's sacrifice uh, on our behalf. And so because of what He did... Uh, that we can have that gift of eternal life if we will, like John 3.16, if we believe in him and accept the free gift and realize that it is a gift and there's nothing that we can do to earn it, uh, that that uh, eternal life is ours. So once we believed and accepted that free gift of forgiveness, we're told that we become a new person in Christ. That's like being born again. So there's another kind of Bible term that maybe a, a lot of, a lot of you and us have heard so he begins a good work in us and he says he'll complete it in his time we don't need to be conformed to the ways of the world or or that old life of ours but we can be transformed the renewing of our mind through the study of his word the bible and the power of his holy spirit and our minds and lives can be renewed or transformed with this truth so there's the gospel in a nutshell that christ came into the world to save sinners and that if we uh, understand that we are sinners understand that we can't do anything uh, on, on our own uh, to, uh, to, to make up for that, that no good works or, or not following a set of rules or the law or anything uh, can make us good enough, that it's his, his free gift to accept. Now, I understand there's lots of questions and lots to be ex- be uh, explained, but that's it. And if, if anybody realizes that, that they can pray and talk to God right there, ask him for his forgiveness of sin, and uh, be assured of that. We're told that we can know that we have that eternal life in Him in the Bible.
1: I just love how Brian explained that. Um, and that that's a perfect way just to get it all in a nutshell. And so I, I love that. But it's also just so amazing that we can that we have the opportunity to serve a perfect, holy God. And um, for us to be able to follow him, and for that, for him to be able to guide us and lead us in our life, and you know that is such a, a wonderful gift that we uh, we have that we need to embrace, and how awesome um, that is. And I, I mean, it's it's part of our job to lead people and show them the gospel and disciple other people and and that has to be a generational thing so we need to continue that and that's our job to do that um but i think we just need to spread this message as much as we can especially i mean to everybody because you know there's there's some people who are later in life who uh, haven't heard the good news but to also put this and um bring this bring the gospel to children and ha- and start them young and give them the good news and tell them they have the opportunity to serve a perfect and holy God. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but if you've actually understood the word perfect, you know, that's just an incredible thing to think of. And obviously, we live in an imperfect world. So to try to um, comprehend what perfect really is, you almost can't. But that's our God, and it's it's mind blowing. But that's the amazing part of it, and so um, that's I, I just love thinking about that because it's so cool. So um, Brian's going to get on to the next segment. So keep listening.
0: Well, we've given you just a thumbnail of what constitutes the Christian gospel, the thing that we're calling the main thing. And now I'd like to take uh, some time in this segment to explain why we feel like the gospel is the main thing. And there are uh, a couple of different uh, avenues that we want to explore, but uh, mainly it's because the gospel is the thing that's going to influence the lives of individuals in eternity, And uh, the things we do here on earth are important. And uh, it's better to be a good person than a bad person. And yet uh, I hope that that it's clear and that we'll continue to make it more and more clear that it's not by being a good person that you receive Christ's gift of eternal life. Now philosophers have told us for a long time it's better to be a good person than a bad person. It's better to be a moral person than an immoral person. And the American founders and many others have been very big on the importance of virtue uh, or morality or, or good and right behavior uh, as something that is essential to making our system work. And yet, that's not what uh, the gospel says it takes to uh, enjoy life with our Creator in eternity. So, uh, the, the gospel uh, has some influence uh, now for those of us that have, uh, have accepted his free gift. So the gospel and the resulting relationship with Christ as our Savior and Creator uh, provides us guidance, hope, power, wisdom uh, to live what's called an abundant life with his help. Uh, It's not always easy. Uh, It's not uh, all birds chirping and the sun shining uh, in our lives as we all know. And nobody should promise that the accepting Christ or believing the gospel will result in that. Uh, all but one of Jesus' original disciples and many others of the years have died the deaths of martyrs, and many more have suffered and are suffering around the world even today because of their strong stand for Christ. But despite all these hardships and whatever circumstances God brings our way, he's promised us his presence, his power, and a life that will have meaning now and in eternity. And uh, I know Denver and I can, and many others, can affirm this personally. Not only for now uh, does the gospel have, uh, believing the gospel have benefit, but also at the end of an individual's life. Uh, 1 John 5.13 in the New Testament says that it was written in order that we may know that we have eternal life. We don't have to guess. We don't have to wonder if we've done enough good stuff in order to to compensate for all the bad stuff. We can know. Uh, That author, John, by the way, was the only one of the disciples that didn't die a martyr's death. He tried to boil him in oil uh, at least once, but God protected him. Look it up. (laughs) Uh, But this knowledge and confidence that the Holy Spirit can give us after we accept God's gift of salvation through Christ, it can allow us to live with great confidence confidence and abandon as we serve him. And once again, uh, we can give personal affirmation to this. And uh, the, the longer we... Uh, walk or, or know Christ, uh, the, the, the better that gets. Uh, also, the gospel has implications for the, uh, for the end of the world. And so, uh, the, um, the, uh, the end of the Bible in, in Revelation says that God will bring all of human history to an end and usher in a new heaven and a new earth, where those who have accepted his gift of salvation and forgiveness will enjoy him forever And those who have not will face eternal punishment. Now, these are hard concepts to grasp and hard things to discuss. uh, But we believe it's what the Bible clearly and simply teaches. Um, Jesus talked more about heaven, or uh, he talked more about hell than he did about heaven. And so uh, I think that 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 proportion uh, really uh, gives cause for really uh, study and and, uh, just asking some of those hard questions for ourselves. I know that there's, there are a lot of questions concerning these things, and we're going through it very, very briefly. Um, but uh, I haven't heard one of those questions that doesn't have a satisfactory answer if we're willing to really look at, at the Bible and what it clearly and simply says. Now, we don't have to believe the Bible, but I think it is important for us to understand uh, what the Bible clearly says, and uh, if we believe the Bible to act on those things. So we'd love to discuss these these questions with you privately, and after all, it's the main thing. Um, and if you want to have those questions and want to email us about them, please do. It's at goodfight71 at gmail.com.
1: There was a portion of what Brian had talked about, saying that following Jesus isn't always easy, and it's not quoting Brian, always sunshine and rainbows. So, you know, that really kind of reminded me that, you know, when, when I talk to non-believers, a lot of the things or uh, ways they kind of come up with uh, a counter-argument is saying, oh, okay, well, if I follow Jesus and uh, obey his commands, that my, then my life is going to be amazing. It's going to be so perfect. And that's just not true. Um, and actually, it also reminded me of a portion of John 16:33. Uh, which probably a lot of you have heard, even if you're not a believer. And it goes like this, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So right there, you know, we're getting a promise that, you know, it's not going to be easy in life at all, even if you are a believer. And um, so that argument that uh, non-believers make is just not necessarily valid. You know, it's... That's not why we follow Jesus. We don't follow Jesus for a perfect life. We follow Jesus to live with him in eternity. We don't follow Jesus to be a good person. We follow him to live with him in eternity. And so I just think that's important to remember. And, you know, if you're going through troubles, uh, to remember that verse. And remember that, you know, uh, it, we, we are promised that it's not going to be um, smooth sailing all the way through. Um, But, we have something to look forward to, and that is eternity with our Lord and Savior.
0: Next we're going to talk about, for a little bit, what to do when we disagree. And uh, firstly, we're going to talk about what do we do when we agree on political matters, but not the gospel. So that seems to be maybe a little bit easier than the other way around. But uh, (laughs) Margaret Thatcher famously stated that the facts of life are conservative. Uh, Denver and I definitely agree with that. And probably most of our fellow conservatives uh, resonate uh, with what we see to be the clear wisdom and time-proven success of truly conservative principles. Now this uh, probably is boiling the blood of some of our more liberal friends, but this is why we need to talk together and come up with real solutions to real problems that actually do good, and not just make people feel good for a while. I'm better for every good, honest conversation I have with people of differing views, and uh, that's important for me to remember. Somebody who holds truly conservative views honors the Constitution and our founding principles. I can join with them in seeking to honor the principles and advocate for solutions even though they may not agree with me about the gospel. One example of this can illustrate for many. Dennis Prager is very clear uh, about being Jewish but very clearly and unapologetically is not a Christian. He's very grateful for Christians and their influence in the world And he acknowledges that without Christians and their influence, the U.S. would likely not exist as founded. Uh, He's thankful especially for Christians and for their care for Jewish people and for Israel throughout the years. He repeats often the Founders' view that what amounts to Judeo-Christian virtue and morality is essential to our system functioning properly. He beautifully and effectively articulates most of the conservative principles and solutions that I do so i enthusiastically join with him in seeking to bring those things to bear even as i pray for him to embrace the gospel and receive christ's gift this is a good example about how those who acknowledge the conservative facts of life <laughs> more blood starting to boil no matter what their religious beliefs or lack thereof can unite and advocate for conservative solutions to real problems that seems to be to be relatively easy but what do we do when we agree on the gospel and disagree on politics. Now, I'm still kind of chewing on all of this, but to me that seems a little bit more difficult for some reason, uh, and I'm, I'm really trying to figure out why. Now, I need to remember that it's more important for me to be concerned about somebody's eternal destiny through the gospel than it is for me to turn them into a good conservative, hence this episode of the Good Fight Podcast. Jesus pleaded for unity amongst his followers, yet look at church history and contemporary reality to see how far we have to go in that. The Gospel is the main thing. I also need to realize that I am commanded by Scripture to love everyone and especially my fellow believers, including those I disagree with politically. I take that very seriously. Those who truly know Christ are people I am going to be spending eternity with. I have to do everything I can, not to come across as a disrespectful jerk to my brothers and sisters in Christ with whom I disagree, and uh, they have the same responsibility to me as well. There are really important things that need to be discussed, and sometimes our disagreement uh, can be good. It can can generate uh, can generate better things uh, once we've talked things out. But. I feel that if I try to have as compassionate an attitude as I can in seeking to advocate for what I believe, then I can give true dialogue my best shot, then leave the the results to God. I'm going to try to talk, love, understand, and yes, persuade at times. Uh, That word has been kind of problematic uh, with some people I've discussed uh, things with uh, lately. Uh, And if nothing else, but if nothing else, I'm going to try to exercise true tolerance which is the ability to live and let live while seeking to truly love and understand those with whom I disagree. Lastly, we as Christ followers must try to let God's word and what it simply says inform our discussion and be the essential foundation and referee, as it were, for true unity and understanding. I feel that the body of Christ in America and elsewhere is far more divided about far too many things than we need be. More on this in our next episode. I'm going to sign off here in just a minute uh, and uh, let Denver do the wrap up. Our next episode is going to be uh, about how we might try to better bridge that unity gap and figure out what contributes to it in the first place by discussing the matter of worldview and how our worldview is formed and why it matters. Once again I'm going to say it, I love talking politics and I believe that in some way it's part of my calling and passion and my witness to Christ. But that question everyone must face of what are you going to do with Jesus is the most important thing. Please email goodfight71 at gmail.com with any questions or concerns. We'd love to discuss it with you further. I'm going to close with the words from John 1, 12, and 13. They apply to each and every one of us that if it hasn't already happened, today can be the day of your salvation. Here's what John... John one twelve and thirteen, but to all who believed him, that's Jesus, and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God.
1: I have to agree, Brian. I find it easier to dialogue and and get along with people who identify as a conservative person and maybe not necessarily uh, a Christian person, like you mentioned Dennis Praker, that's a perfect example, uh, than someone who um, agrees with me uh, on the gospel but disagrees politically. And um, like you, Brian, I don't know exactly where to put my finger on where that stems from, uh, but I have multiple examples of both of those types of people in my life. Um, but, but I love them both. I love, the two, I love these, these people in my life whether we agree on one thing or we don't. Um, there are different things we can unite on, and I think that's that's uh, very relevant uh, for us to keep in mind and remember as we progress through life altogether. Uh, we can't focus on the differences that divide us uh, because there's so many different things that unite us. And um, obviously, as we've said, it's easier to talk and agree with somebody polit- politically. And there's a lot of good stuff that can be done in that spot uh advancing conservative principles at the local, state and federal level. Um and then people when you if you agree just on the gospel. There's multiple things that you guys can do in the church together. And um and, and so it's not limited. We're not limited to making connections with people. But we are limited if we decide that we are. Okay, so the, the people that in church who uh voted a different way than you did, have a conversation with them. Ask them why. And I, I really believe in the power of questions. Asking questions, okay? I think that is extremely um, uh, an extremely good thing and, and a tool that we can use because when they are asked a question, they have to think and kind of go through the works of, of why they think a certain way. And it's also good for people to ask us questions because we want to be uh, sure that, uh, we are thinking a, a good and correct way so this was an absolute um uh, amazing time for me to be able to record this and listen to Brian um and so as we go on in these podcasts uh, in the past these few uh, past few podcasts we we've done we've done more general things maybe besides the uh, our decision on Larry Elder for governor Um, But as we go on, I can see us getting a little bit more detailed, because we're just doing an overview of these types of things. So I would expect um, that these will become more detailed, and we can get into a little bit more of the nitty-gritty, which I'm very excited for. Um, So you'll you'll have to stay tuned and keep updated with that. And um, on that same note, please email us at our email, uh, goodfight71 at gmail.com, where you can ask questions. Or you can ask us to get notified when we put these podcasts out because it's kind of hard to um, to tell everybody that we want to uh, and who wants to be notified of these. Um, and it would just be a lot easier if we could do that on the Gmail. And just a little bit of, uh, of information here, um, we're thinking about starting a Facebook page where you could literally just click a button and follow us, and we will appear on your Facebook feed to give you information um, and to let you know that we have a new podcast, and it's possible that you can even listen to this on Facebook. We're working on that. So if that's something that you're interested in, uh, then great, because I think that's what we're going to be able to do. Um, and uh, But please do email us, reach out if you have questions, concerns, um, and this is something that we're really enjoying. So uh, let's see, what time is it? Right now it's 2.06 California time, so Brian's probably taking his midday nap. So um, anyways, uh, we do really appreciate you listening, and we are absolutely thrilled to be able to continue this and have you all joining us along the way. So keep up the good fight, and God bless.